0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. all is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And upon all his companions and followers Including ourselves and our offspring up to the day of qiyamah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast To commence with inshallah I will be completing the explanation of some of the verses that we had read in last night's taraweeh And I am referring here to Surah An-Nur, the Surah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has named after his own light. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us some nur in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. In the Surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us the contrast between light and darkness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us rules and regulations, if we abide by them, we will achieve nur in the dunya as well as the akhirah. And if we are to throw aside and disregard these rules and regulations, it will result in our downfall and the darkness of our own selves in our day to day lives, on our faces as well as in the akhirah. And as I explained, Rasulullah wasallam will be waiting to recognize every single member of his ummah from the shining of the places that have been washed whilst they used to make wudu in the dunya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who can concentrate when engaging in the great act of worship known as wudu. Amin. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we had mentioned last night, makes mention of zina and the fact that that is the first... Sin That if someone engages in it It will result in the snatching away of the noor And it will result in the taking away Of the contentment and happiness in their lives May Allah grant us all happy lives It is no coincidence That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commences Surah An-Nur with the issue of zina and fornication and adultery. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of something worse than adultery. Something worse than fornication is to accuse an innocent person of adultery and fornication. That is worse than the crime itself. The reason is, the minute someone accuses a person of committing such a sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran That it becomes incumbent upon that person To come up with four very good Muslim eyewitnesses Who have seen the act If not, such people should be flogged in public Lashed in public And they should be. it should be announced That these people are in fact liars And if ever they were to bear witness In any regard, it will be rejected May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all So today when people utter the words and I'm going to say the words because they are common. So and so is going out with so and so. Do you realize how grave that statement is? Do you know what is meant by going out in today's terminology? Do you know what it is referring to? Do you know how serious that statement is? If it were in the form of a single drop of a different color. It would change the color of the entire oceans. According to one narration. Of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So let us try and concentrate on our own weaknesses. If we have seen people engaging in evil and ill. Try to speak to them in a positive manner. Do not go around spreading gossip. Because that does not solve the problem. That is un-Islamic. Even if they were engaged in the sin. By spreading tales about them. It becomes ghibah. The sin of that particular crime that they've committed will be shouldered by the one who is spreading the story. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. And for this reason, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has warned us in many narrations that be careful of your good deeds being snatched away and taken away and given to others as we've mentioned in previous nights. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the good people. And when rumor comes to the ears of those who are good believers, what should they do. Allah makes mention of what happened to the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam, Aisha anha when she was accused na'udhu billah of the same act and it caused a lot of distress in Medina at the time and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after almost a month revealed verses which cleared her name and Allah clarified the various categories of people. Some had messed and spoiled their tongues by accusing the most pure of women, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us safety. At times we, today, accuse women who might be secretly the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we don't know. We might be accusing men who might be awliya'ullahi tabaraka wa ta'ala and we don't realize that the hadith, qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us through His messenger, Whosoever whosoever has harmed a single friend of mine, I declare war against that person. Allah is saying this. And for this reason, sometimes we have people not only accusing others of zina, but making the lives of some of the good Muslims a difficult life. Meaning making their lives difficult. You will find that that person will never taste contentment in his or her own life. Especially the ulama of this deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use them to serve this deen and to uplift or to result in the upliftment of this deen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us from amongst those who make their lives difficult. Because if someone is used by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to serve deen in any way, then we come about and make their lives difficult. We can rest assured that our lives will be even more difficult in return. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. So Allah says, فإذ لم يأتوا بالشهداء فأولئك عند الله هم الكاذبون When the true believers listen to such accusation, which was leveled against Aisha radiAllahu anha, and even accusation that may be leveled against any other believers, because of their goodness, they will compare that sin to themselves, and they will ask themselves: As good mu'mineen, could we ever do that? If we cannot, then definitely the story is a lie. It is a fabrication. It is something totally unacceptable. And. Those who have come up with that story Should bring up four witnesses If they don't bring up four good witnesses They are in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The biggest of liars And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to say ولولا إِذْ سَمِعْتُمُوهُ ما يَكُونُ لَنَا أَنَّ تَكَلَّمَ بِهَاذَا سُبْحَانَكَ هَذَا بُهْتَانٌ عَظِيمٌ If such stories of accusation come to you, whether they are concerning Aisha رضي الله عنها or anyone else, the best is to say, let us not mess our tongues with such filth and such dirty speech. We are not meant to be speaking this type of speech And definitely we should say that this is a lie It is something fabricated May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us steadfast And may Allah save us From rumors being spread about ourselves Remember as we've been mentioning almost every night The sword is double edged One is Those committing this crime Should stop committing it insha'Allah Meaning the crime of zina And those committing the crime of accusation Should also stop committing it And May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from others making our lives difficult and may He also protect us from making others' lives difficult. Ameen. And remember, the surah is named Surat Nur because if a person abstains from immorality and evil of the nature that is described in the surah, inshallah, they will be shining with the nur that Allah will bless them with in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. And the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala includes contentment contentment itself is no and happiness prosperity in the dunya as well as in the akhirah then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the those men folk whom the women may lift their hijab in their presence which means those whom those who are mahram those who are so close so closely related to the females that they do not have to engage in hijab in their presence And once again, after mentioning this, it is very clear that Surah Nur would mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant nur to those who observe these rules. Notice, almost all the regulations in Surah Nur are connected to the private parts. They are connected to the segregation and separation of sexes. They are connected to the reproductive system. Almost all the rules and regulations are connected to the social conduct of a Muslim when it comes to his or her relations. With the other family members and the male and female of the family. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. So this should teach us something. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in Surah An-Nur. Because those who are not interested in His rules and regulations will definitely become darker than the darkest. They will lose contentment. They will live every day in anxiety. And they will be depressed. So much so that there is a guarantee from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inna a person will definitely be prohibited sustenance And contentment and prosperity in sustenance Because of a sin that that person may be engaged in Especially when it comes to zina Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us so beautifully Through Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam That a person who is involved in all sorts of Ill- illicit affairs Will probably not know where his or her money was spent they may have earned so much and they won't realize that why is it that this money is gone? Where is it that this money is gone? They probably would never understand it unless someone had to show them that do you know what? You are engaged in haram. If you give that up, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you nur in your sustenance inshallah. May Allah grant that to us. Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of a very, very, very important verse. This shows us the level of modesty in Islam. Allah says, addressing the women. وَلَا يَضْرِبَنَ The hijab should be, the ideal hijab should be to the degree that the women folk are conscious of the manner in which their feet would stamp the ground when they are walking on the ground. Because those feet should not be stamping on the ground in a manner that would make known their hidden beauty or that would attract people to their hidden beauty. And this applies to the type of footwear we actually would wear. So ideal hijab Includes being concerned Of what type of footwear we have If that footwear is making noise That would attract the opposite sex Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying It may just result in darkness And it may just result In the loss of nur May Allah not do that to us And may our women folk become so strong And may they be According to the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may they be from amongst the best of women on this earth at the time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all protection. At the end of the surah, surah Nur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala issues a stern warning to anyone who wants to go against the command of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah says in very clear words, فَلْيَحْذَرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ عَنْ أَمْرِهِ أَنْ تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةٌ أَوْ يُصِيبَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ So, let those be warned, or let the one who is going against the command of Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه be warned of a severe test or a severe punishment that will overtake that person. May Allah make us from amongst those who can surrender to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which comes to us through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wallahi thumma wallah We are so fortunate to be from amongst the ummah and still being from amongst the ummah at times It takes us time to actually think whether we want to do something that has been commanded in Islam or whether we want to abstain from a prohibition that has been prohibited from the seventh heaven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us steadfastness. The next surah is a very very interesting surah which we completed this evening. It is known as Suratul Furqan. Furqan which is referring to the Quran actually means... Something that distinguishes between two issues Something that distinguishes between the opposites That is the meaning of Furqan So that which distinguishes between right and wrong That which distinguishes between what is correct and what is incorrect And that is the Qur'an The ultimate distinguisher is the Qur'an For your information, Surah Al-Furqan is so interesting Because almost every verse shows us a contrast and distinguishes for us two opposites. If you take a look at the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts off by mentioning the Quran. Ala abdih. How great and glorified is the one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has revealed the book which distinguishes to his messenger, to his worshipper Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that surah makes mention of some of the accusations which were leveled against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and some of the accusations leveled against the Quran the kuffar of the time said that this is a fabrication and there are other people who have helped him to write down this Qur'an. That was an accusation. And then they began to say, Laula لَا عَلَيْهِ الْقُرْآنُ جُمْلَةً If this book was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why wasn't it revealed like how Moses may peace be upon him, Musa alayhi salatu wa salam's book was revealed in one piece. Why did it take so many years to reveal? That was also a question that they posed. And they also said, They said, these are stories of the past, which have been dictated to this man. And they are being dictated day and night. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the fact that this is a revelation from Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. It is a revelation from Allah. It is not poetry. And because one of the accusations was, this Quran is poetry. And not coincidentally, the very next surah is regarding the poets. And the fact that they too play a role. And that role, inshallah, we will get to just now. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention in Surah Al Furqan of the clarification. He says, Say, this revelation, this is a revelation from the one who knows the secrets of the skies and the earth and that which lies between that. And the one who knows the secrets of everything has revealed this Qur'an. In another verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when making mention of the Qur'an, ayatina fil We will show mankind signs in the horizons and signs within themselves as time passes to prove to man that this Qur'an is definitely the truth. How many scientific discoveries do we have? that confirm that the Qur'an has indeed spoken the truth. May Allah grant us strength. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter makes mention of that accusation that was leveled against a lot of the previous Anbiya. He makes mention of it first in Suratul muminun as we spoke about last night. And tonight, in the verses that we read, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or oh, in the surah that was read, Allah makes mention of the same accusation which was leveled against Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. How can he be a prophet when he is eating and walking in the marketplaces? He should have an angel with him who comes down and who provides whatever he wants and there should be a garden from heaven dropping from which are uh, the fruits that this man should be eating, or this angel should be eating, and so many accusations, and Allah says. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا قَبْلَكَ مِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِلَّا إِنَّهُمْ الطَّعَامَ وَيَمْشُونَ فِي الْأَسْوَاقَ Be comforted O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Every single prophet that we've sent before you have been walking in the marketplaces, or has been walking in the marketplaces, and every single prophet has been eating food so don't worry May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us steadfast and Allah makes mention of In the beginning of the 19th chapter, the fact that a person who is in bad company will never be able to distinguish between right and wrong. Remember, this is Surah Al-Furqan. Allah makes a contrast. On the day of Qiyamah, the oppressor will come. The one who had been in bad company will come up and he will say, No, I should have been with the Prophet. Why did I choose someone else as my friend? This proves to us that a person who does not have the right company will not be able to know what is right and wrong in this world. May Allah make us from amongst those who have the right company. It is no coincidence that Allah makes mention of good company in Surah Al-Furqan because Furqan is the distinguisher between right and wrong and between good and bad. And so on Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on To make mention of Musa alayhi salatu wa And as I said Every time the story of any messenger is repeated It is for a different reason Here Allah is making mention of the severity The severe the, the How severe the punishment That was sent to these nations was And Allah says وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا Musa. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا مُوسَى الْكِتَابَ وَجَعَلْنَا مَعَهُ أَخَاهُ هَارُونَ وَزِيرًا When we sent to Musa a.s. the book and we sent his brother as an assistant to him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَقُلْنَ ذْهَبَا إِلَى الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا فَدَمَّرْنَاهُمْ تَدْمِيرًا We told them to go to those who had belied our signs. And thereafter, we destroyed them totally, Allah says. That word, destroying totally, is referring to Fir'aun. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun. In the very next verse, Allah is showing how seriously He destroyed the people of Nuh. كذبوا أَغْرَقْنَاهُمْ وَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ لِلنَّاسِ آية, آيَةٍ The people of Nuh والسلام, when they belied, we drowned them totally, all of them, and we made them a sign for those to come. What was the sign? Do you know, we say we are the children of Adam But the closest of our forefathers that we... Guarantee that we are all the progeny of Is Nuh alayhi salatu wassalam All of us are the children of Nuh Alayhi salatu wassalam Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran That after After the floods Nobody's families gave birth Besides Nuh alayhi salatu wassalam Everyone else died He says in the Quran We made sure That only the family of Nuh was the family that remained and the progeny that remained, subhanallah. So, every single one of us can guarantee that we are from the family of Nuh a.s. firstly, and then from the family of Adam alayhi a.s. That was the sign that was left for all of us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us strong. Then Allah makes mention of something very, very strange. The distinguishing factor between the water, even the water knows what belongs to it and what doesn't. What is meant by this? Allah says, "وَهُوَ Allah says, He is the one who mixed the ocean, the two oceans. But one side you will find will be very sweet. And the other side will be salty. And Allah says, He is the one who has placed a distinguishing line between the two. Look, Surah Al-Furqan. No coincidence that this verse is here. Then Allah makes mention of yet another distinguishing factor. wa He says that He is the one who created from water man. And this is referring to the semen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all pious offspring. And Allah says, And He is the one who has created blood relations through birth and relations through wedding and through marriage. Your in-laws are distinguished from your blood family. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says there is a line between them. Amazing how Allah has distinguished the two. Again, no coincidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of this in Surah Al-Furqan. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to make mention of the day and the night as well. Clear, difference, distinguish. Look at the Qur'an. It is showing us every difference, the day and the night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The sun and the moon, the day and the night, everything has been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and clearly distinguished, clearly different from the other. So you should understand the messages, understand what is right and wrong. Now comes the question, after having seen all this, so who is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to grant the power to be able to distinguish between right and wrong? The end of that surah, Many verses at the end of the surah explain the qualities of the true believers who will be able to distinguish without any difficulty who is good, who is bad, who is good company, who is evil, what is right, what is wrong, what is correct, what is incorrect. When? When you will have the following qualities in you. And he makes mention of them. The true worshippers of the most merciful and compassionate are those whom, when they walk on the earth, they walk with humility. They are not proud and arrogant. That's the first quality you need in you if you want to distinguish between right and wrong. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues. And he says. Those whom, when the ignorant speak to them, they don't indulge and engage in lengthy discussions with the ignorant, they just greet them and carry on. When the ignorant greet them, they just say, Peace to you. Which means, Don't worry, we are not at war with you. We will carry on, you carry on. It's difficult to explain to certain people what is right and wrong. So Allah says, Don't be involved because they may just confuse you. Leave them, carry on. The next quality, Allah says, those who are in sajda at all times, those who are found establishing their salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa Those whom by night they make lots of salah for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by night, in the dark corners of the night, in the dark hours of the night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's worship is definitely of a different level. Then Allah says, those who are not, or those who make a du'a, الَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ عَذَابَ جهنم. Those who say, O oh our Rabb, protect us from the fire of Jahannam. Definitely the fire of Jahannam is very, very severe. Maybe we should also engage in this du'a. I've been mentioning several du'as as the evenings have been passing. This is also a du'a. In fact, there are two du'as in tonight's verses. The first one, رَبَّنَا صْرِفْ عَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمْ إِنَّ O oh, our Rabb! Keep away from us the punishment of Jahannam, the fire of Jahannam, for indeed that punishment is very, very painful and severe. May Allah keep it away from us. Then, those whom when they spend, they are neither too miserly, nor are they wasteful. Those whom when they spend, They are not wasteful, nor are they miserly, but they strike the balance between the two. That is also a quality that is needed. If someone is very extravagant, they won't be able to distinguish between right and wrong. Someone very stingy, they won't be able to distinguish between right and wrong. Then Allah continues to say, those who do not call out to others besides Allah. That is shirk, very, very serious crime. Those who associate partners with Allah will never see the light. May Allah protect us. Then Allah says, Those who have killed other human beings for no reason. They too will never see the light. They will never be able to distinguish between right and wrong. Sometimes we are very upset with people. Allah says, Don't ever let your hatred for a nation lead you to be unjust. Never. Always be just. For it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Or in fact it is closest to taqwa It is closest to the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Thereafter he makes mention of zina He says those who abstain from zina They are the ones who will be able to distinguish between right and wrong Those who do not abstain from zina Would probably never be able to know what's right and wrong They wouldn't even have the ability to distinguish between good and bad Who are good people, who are bad Because they themselves are Dipped in sin, may Allah subhanahu wa taala save us. Then Allah says, those who engaged in those who engage in constant tawbah constant tawbah. Allah says, what I will do for those who engage in constant tawbah? Their sin, I will convert into good deeds on the right side of the scale such that when they come on the day of Tiyama, they will be amazed and surprised. Ya Allah, I did not engage in so many good deeds and they will be told, no oppression on this day. Did I not promise you that if you engaged in tawbah the weight of the sins would actually become weight of good deeds on the right side of the scale. That is such an ayah of mercy that if we were to think about it, we'd be crying all night. May Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala convert all the sin that we've committed into into good deeds on the right side of the scale, may Allah grant us tawbah. Then Allah says, those who do not bear false witness, who do not deceive others, who do not cheat others, those are the ones who are the true worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those whom when they are passing unnecessary and vain issues and vain talk, they pass very honorably, and they do not engage in all that. And those whom, when they are reminded of what is right and wrong, immediately they take heed and they surrender. That is by far one of the most important qualities. Those whom, when they are reminded of what is right and wrong, they immediately surrender. That is the quality that was found in the Sahaba, that is why they were known as Sahaba. As I said in the past, just imagine if we were Sahaba, the verse of interest would have come down and we would have said, no, it's slightly different. The verse of zina would have come down and we would have tried and justify something. The verse of backbiting would have come down and we would have said something. And so on. The sahaba did not even comment. Immediately they surrendered to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why they could distinguish between right and wrong. Then Allah says, right at the end of that surah, those who make the following dua. رَبَّنَا هَبْ لَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا Those who say, O oh our Rabb, make from amongst our wives and offspring those who will be the coolness of our eyes. Ya Allah. Make my wife and our wives, this is the dua, Make our wives the coolness of our eyes. And make our offspring also the coolness of our eyes. And make us the leaders of those who are conscious. Which means make us the most conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, <laughs> Those are the people who will earn and who will achieve the highest ranks of Jannah because of their abstention from sin. And because of their restraint from that which we have prohibited, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. And remember, I end with this note, if we are to really Fulfill what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to fulfill. We will be able to distinguish between right and wrong. And we will be able to understand the Qur'an, surrender to the truth. We will be able to see the light. We will be from amongst those who will be able to judge what type of company is good for us. And what is detrimental for us. And we will know what is best for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all jannah. Inshallah, tomorrow we shall continue. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallahe bihamdihi subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashahdu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.